0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host AJ Teal, as always. To my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal.
1: Dude, a fired up, pissed off. Still, I look. It's Tuesday morning. We're, we're doing this late, and I still can't get it out of my system about this damn Cowboy loss.
0: You know, it's it's stinging still today. Uh, it, you know, it should have been a Dub day Monday. Uh, Did not end up being that I don't really know how obviously we'll get into the game and break it down Um, I'm gonna be honest a loss like this hasn't hurt this much in a while Um, I haven't been on Twitter. I haven't been on YouTube watching any of the clips. I I haven't seen anything I'm too. I don't even know if embarrassed is the right word or just uh, Shocked still that they lost that game that I just cannot go and look at anything that anyone has to say because I'm just still kind of in shock that they lost. Um, we'll break we down. Broke.
1: Did, did you see this? Did you see the streak that we broke? No, I did not. When leading by 14 points going into the fourth quarter, we had won 195 straight.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's it's basically what I said to you earlier um, after the game. I said when you go up into a game of 14 in the fourth quarter, you, you simply cannot lose. You you, oh. you can't lose when you're the better team when you're dominating the the Majority of the game, you cannot lose that game. So we'll talk about that. We'll recap week ten of the NFL. After you know, we had some back and forth picks. We were we were all over the place. We end up tying again. I, I feel like you that always happens, happen. and it happens gonna... because what happened, Eagles? You know, I I went with with Washington. I think I was the only one to pick them on Monday night. Um, in the I said entire- to take a
1: plus two points. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and 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 that kind of helps me go with the tie there, so we stay at eighty-five apiece, and we'll head into week eleven still tied, but still behind. We're still uh, set. We're, we're seven there.
1: behind our statistician. Yeah, he's having seven a great uh,
0: a great week there um, as well. So let's get into uh, recap in week ten here. Uh, let's get into it. Let's run it. Let's start before we get into NFL with uh, mm-hmm. some college football from this weekend. The two big games. We'll start with that TCU-Texas game uh, that went pretty much the way you, you thought it would. Uh, I, I thought it'd be close. It definitely was a close game. But it, it really, TCU kind of dominated this from start to finish. They kept it low scoring. Uh, they ended up, you know, really not or, or kind of... Getting your point across that the spread didn't make a lot of sense, um, and the fact that they were able to win by seven, they were seven point underdogs. Um, but you know, this was a game where their defense really stepped up. I thought it'd be a shootout, you know, big 12, but it was the opposite. And they stopped Bijan Robinson 12 for 29 yards on the ground. That's pretty much probably the worst game he's had in his college career. And when you do that, um, you're you, Texas didn't really know what to do from there, so TCU gets out with a, a, a big win. They go to 10-0, and, and when you look at their last two games in Baylor and Iowa State, I would find it crazy <laughs> if they were to drop those two games after the season that they've had, and TCU wins those two, they're going to be in the, in the college football playoffs. So this is, a, uh, this is starting to look like a serious team, um, and I'm excited to kind of see them if they are able to not you know choke these last couple games and, and make that, that Final Four
1: this is the start of the, you know, Noel was on fire on Saturday. I mean, the, when I identified all those spreads that didn't make any sense, I think they went six and one. You know, I mean, it just, to, to give a TCU team no credit for what they've done and how they've played and how Max Dugan has run that offense. And it wasn't even him this game. I mean, it really was Kendrick Miller who was just running at will. You know, this TCU team is for real. It's so well coached. This team just they hang around and then they just beat you at the end every game. And to get seven points was a joke. A yeah. joke. I'm exactly. sorry. Going to UT. Ooh, Quinn Ooers. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Uh, bullshit.
0: Yep. I agree with that as well. And then you had UCF over there, who Woo. beat Tulane down up I would say pretty good. It ended up to be 38 31. I thought UCF. This is a game played,
1: they should have blown them out, though. Yeah,
0: UCF and played really well and then ended up also shooting themselves in the foot a lot. Um, So, you know, the fact that they were able to overcome that and still play great Plumlee, 176 rushing yards and two touchdowns, kind of looks like Justin Fields there and what he's been doing the last couple weeks. But, um, you know, the offense was pretty much unstoppable against Tulane, who's, you know, known to have a top 15 defense in the country this year, which is good to see Um, that UCF really is getting that offensive firepower back they are probably their best rushing offense in the entire country. Um, and I think that is bodes well for, you know, college football right now and kind of the direction that uh, UCF's going, especially when they're going to the Big 12 next year. This is a good sign from their from their offense.
1: Yeah, and I was impressed with Tulane. They were a better team than I was probably giving credit for, you know, with Spears running the ball and Pratt throwing the ball. But overall, I mean, UCF dominated that game. I, I mean, that game should have been a th- 20 point win. Yep. But the fact that UCF was getting a point and a half was another line I just, you know, completely did not understand. The UCF is so much better overall than Tulane. They're going to roll to the American. We're going to host the, the conference championship. Uh, it's very exciting.
0: Yep. Should be good uh, to see there as long as they can beat Navy and USF, which shouldn't be too hard there. All right. Nope. Let's get to the NFL. Let's Wait, get before to Before we get to
1: the NFL, just three mm-hmm. things. Okay, real yeah. quick. Right, I said some other crazy lines that didn't make any sense. North Carolina getting points from Wake Forest. It was a great game, but North Carolina won. Florida State was getting was only giving seven and a half to Syracuse. They won by thirty five. Like some of these spreads, I'm telling you, man, there were just there were gems to be making money th- this week. You know, um, but the two things I just want to mention: one, the second half of the Notre Dame Navy game, you had to give credit for Navy, man, they were getting destroyed, and they made it down to like an onside kick at the end of the game it was the place was going nuts in annapolis Mm. uh i hope that doesn't bode too you know unfortunate for ucf coming up but and then the other one was hey vandy finally getting an sec win on the road at kentucky what the f is that i don't know
0: it's Uh, it's unreal to think that they haven't won an sec game in what four years three years i mean that's It's ridiculous that they haven't won a game in their own conference, basically saying that they haven't won over three, four games in four years. I mean, that's right. pretty wild there. Um, Dude,
1: is there anybody in college football whose, whose stock is falling more rapidly than Will Levis? Yeah,
0: it's, it's falling rapidly because here's my thing about Will Levis. I, personally, I didn't think Will Levis was worth all the hype to begin with. And now that there that Kentucky's falling off like this, and he's not playing good football, and he's turning the ball over a lot, a lot. I I I don't see this guy as as being you know a top whatever 10, 15 pick as he was slated to be right now. Unless Kentucky turns it around the last couple of years or last couple of weeks, and he has a good bowl game, and then you know obviously through the process of you know the the combine and, and the you know and all that. He's dropping right now because he's not looking up to par against what 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 should be a good Kentucky team this year. He just lost to Vandy. I don't think it's gonna. You know, I, I think it is really hurting him right now in his his draft stock there. So
1: it, in the game in the games that matter, like take out like Miami of Ohio and North Illinois University or you know that kind of those kind of crappy games. Yeah, he has he's averaging 160 yards, seven touchdowns, and six interceptions like this guy is a top 3 quarterback coming out of the draft absolutely not.
0: Nope. I don't agree with that um as well. All right, now let's get over to the NFL in week 10. Let's get to uh that Thursday night game which was a while back. Uh Falcons Panthers, Panthers 15 uh four, 25 to 15 win over the Falcons. They uh the the, the Panthers now two wins in a row <laughs> with uh or, or two wins, I guess. Uh, the with their three. new coach uh they get to three and seven I, I don't think it you know means anything it kind of just shows that the Falcons are gonna sit there as, as some teams now are picking it up a little Tampa and then obviously the commanders with five wins now this team's you know uh, not gonna make the playoffs they had they had a, a chance to take advantage of some easy games you know that being Carolina and that being the Chargers who we've seen just absolutely you know derail now you know, those two games, they win, they get to six wins. It's a whole different story. They lose both kind of a season ending, uh, two game span there. Uh, the way that the, you know, the bottom of the NFC is kind of picking it up. Uh, but the Panthers, PJ Walker continues to, you know, win games. Uh, Donta Foreman is, is the man there. It looks like there's a new starting running back in, uh, Carolina.
1: Well, you saw that P.J. Walker, he got hurt at the end of that game, and now it's Baker Mayfield's turn again. Yeah, back, back to Baker,
0: <laughs> so the Panthers continue to be... Panthers aren't amiss. a big
1: man. I can't figure them out week to week at all.
0: Yep, weird, uh, weird team there. All right, then we had our Germany game. This was pretty exciting there. Great crowd over in Munich. Uh, pretty good game. The Seahawks made a late push, uh, but they fall to the Bucks. Yeah, and this is what I said, that Brady's kind of experience would shine. He had a really good game. I thought, uh, Gino Smith, the numbers show he had a good game. I didn't think he played that well. He kind of was against the soft coverage defense at the end and threw for those two touchdowns. Um, they weren't able to run the ball at all with, with Kenneth Walker. I thought the Bucks defense played pretty fantastic. Um, you had Chris Godwin kind of return in this game to regular form, um, as well that played really good through the air and, and had that touchdown. And,
1: and, and who ran the ball? Who ran the yeah, ball? you
0: had your boy uh, Rashad White, who really got, uh, took advantage of Leonard Fournette's injury there um, in the second half, had 100 yards on the ground. And, you know, Fournette, honestly, if he's out or if he's not, Rashad White looks like the better running back. And he's definitely going to, if he's not the starter, he's going to get more touches here and there. It could yes. be a viable fantasy option for weeks to come. Um, the way that this Buccaneers team definitely wants to get back to running the ball is definitely their best game of the year, by far, running the ball. Um, so it was it, it was good to see that. The Bucks get back to five hundred. Uh the Seahawks still at you know six and four. So they, they still look pretty solid um with with you know a interesting schedule coming up and that division still being up in the air. They go to the bye. Um but the Bucks look, you know, back enough it, to where they were getting, you know, back to what they, they usually do.
1: It was by far the best the defense has looked since week one.
0: Yeah, definitely. It was, you know, it was – the Seahawks just couldn't move the ball. The, the fact that they scored 16 points in this game is kind of crazy. Uh, Geno Smith was sacked three times. Uh, you know, Brady wasn't sacked at all, so the offensive line is playing better. So, you know, we, we knew this Tampa team wouldn't just fall and, and have three wins. You know, they were going to come back and win some games. Brady's not going to let that happen. So, you know, they they're, they're doing what I think – we fully expected but we still don't believe in this team and and say that they're you know up there with with what the Vikings are doing right now and still the Eagles no, but
1: they're gonna but they're going to win their division
0: yeah they're going to win that division they're going to be that fourth seed uh, they're going to play probably either the Giants or the Cowboys whoever you know finishes there and those two teams have not had a lot of success in the playoffs so you're looking at a Brady kind of you know down year in in a sense but looking like he might have his easiest playoff, you know, matchup of two teams that he pretty much, you know, owns. Except that, you know, Eli Manning isn't playing on the Giants. So, uh, let's get to the one o'clock games. We let's just start it off with game of the century in Vikings Bills, thirty three. Game of the
1: century or the last four minutes and overtime of the century.
0: I mean, it, that's all it takes. Really, is the end of the game to be that that insane for it to be game of the century, thirty three to thirty Vikings with the win. Uh I don't I don't even know where to start. I guess you skipped to that last kind of four minutes. It was back and forth the entire game. The Bills got out to a big lead. Uh yeah, in the, the Bills
1: had this game. In the
0: beginning. I mean. The Vikings didn't let up though. They came back. Kirk Cousins with a really good second half to be able to come back. Dalvin Cook had that eighty yard touchdown. Um and then you have what is just the wildest thing ever with Justin Jefferson, I believe on what was it, fourth and, and eighteen um, comes down with a, just the most unbelievable catch that you've ever seen uh, for 32 yards. Um, they had to go for it, and they were backed up 18 yards. And he goes up with one hand, comes down, rips it away from the, the defender. It was just unbelievable. I got out of my seat. I, w- I just couldn't believe my eyes. They go all the way
1: down, and, so you know. Did, wait, did you like the fact that, like, as soon as he made that catch, like, our phones just lit up? Oh, yeah, it was I, just. The, the text parade of greatest catch ever, I mean.
0: It truly look, when I don't want to get, I think it's kind of a dumb conversation. But in terms of greatest catch that I've ever seen,
1: it's, I would put
0: that there. I would put it over Odell just because the yep. degree of difficulty, fourth and eighteen, yep. game on the line, Odell's they still lost that game. It was just it was an insane catch. No, and, I'd put it at three. I'd put Jefferson at two. I still think that people forget about the Edelman catch in the Super Bowl. That is the best catch of all time that 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 i think is is still my number one but jefferson I, unbelievable I so. stuff uh they get all the way down you know they have it feels like 10 plays inside the 5 yard line they couldn't get in uh fourth and goal kirk cousins i thought he got in on the on the fourth and goal i thought he quarterback snuck it i thought he extended oh no i didn't
1: you, i didn't think he got it
0: no but you look at the replay he didn't get in it was a great call he that he was short yeah. and then they're they're on the one and josh allen fumbles the snap Fumbles the snap, not even a safety. A safety wouldn't have done really any that, any damage. Eric Kendricks recovers it in the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, the Bills are given a little time. They go down and get the field goal. Goes to overtime, and the uh, the, the Vikings get the win with a field goal and a stop on defense. So 8-1 and one Vikings, the Bills 6-3. and three. They've dropped two in a row to the Jets, and the Vikings— um, this they're
1: not even in first place
0: anymore. <laughs> not even in first place in the AFC East. That division is looking up for grabs as always. Um and and this this Vikings team and I told you this team isn't a joke. This team is for real. Uh they're on a crazy winning streak right now, 7 in a row. They go they they, they face Dallas next week, which will be a good game in the NFC there. Um th- th- this right. game though Hold shows on. me before yeah, sure. It shows me a lot of the Vikings that this is a different team from last year. This is what I wanted to see from the Cowboys this week: was beating a team that has owned them and beating a team that you know they haven't beaten the past and changed the culture a little bit. The Vikings, when 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 they're in you know one score games like this in the past, they're not winning this game. But this is a different yeah. year. Kirk Cousins looks really locked in. Uh, Jefferson just doing uh, just so, things that that we haven't seen before, um, and 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 I really love what I saw from the Vikings.
1: So you know, last year they were six and eight with one score games. This year they just win every one of them. I mean, all seven of the every win, all seven of these wins has been by yeah. one, you know, score. But they've beaten Detroit, New Orleans, Chicago, Miami, Arizona, Washington, Buffalo, right? And Buffalo with you know, I, I just gave that way gave that game away seven times, you know. So like, I, yeah, I give all the credit for Minnesota finding a way to win, but. Like, do you find it a little curious? And obviously, we'll get into this matchup on Friday. But the fact that Dallas is going to Minnesota, coming off a loss, Minnesota has this crazy win, and Dallas is favored in the game at Minnesota. It, it's
0: pretty it's pretty nuts. Um, I I don't understand how that's possible. <laughs> um, it, that doesn't make that's. I just looked at that. The, what is I don't that doesn't make any sense. Why no. why would you take Dallas? I mean, I, you don't think. I'm kind of speechless I, right now. Yeah, I, no, I would think that people are pouring money on Vikings plus the money. I mean, that's what I would do on bias in the way that I just, just saw.
1: It is just so disrespectful. Okay. However, Very it weird. might be telling. It might be telling of a team that is getting lucky a little bit. Yeah, right? I guess. I mean, they have some big plays, mm-hmm. but overall, it's not been great. And then the defense gives up points. Man, I mean, the defense gave up 30, you know, to, to Buffalo and, you know, Buffalo sitting there with, you know, Josh Allen hurting, but still being able to, you know, make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were dominating in the beginning and took their foot off the gas pedal. Again, another team that took their foot off the gas pedal. Like, yeah. it's just mind boggling to me, you know, how, how these teams do this in the second half of games that they are well in control of. But this Minnesota team, right, they gave up 26 to Arizona. They gave up 25 to New Orleans. These are not juggernaut offensive teams. No, you know, they're, they gave 24 to Detroit.
0: Their defense is what's going to hold them back still from being yep. Yep. Uh, a contender or whatever, but their offense just, you know, and they're they're right there with the Dolphins right now. This is probably the two best offenses in, uh, in the NFL right now. Um, it, it's just rolling with, with Cook looking – I don't want to jinx it because I love watching Dalvin Cook. He just looks really healthy right now. The 80-yard touchdown, he just blew past everyone. I didn't know yep. he could still run like He's that. So red. it's really good to see. And Jefferson being just the best wide receiver in all of football right now is just, you know, it, it makes this offense really dynamic. And and sure. they can they can beat anyone, you know, really, if they're able to put up this amount of points. But the defense still has question marks. So, you know, we'll see what happens next week with that that Dallas game. All right, let's go to Lions-Bears. Lions get a win, 31-30. Really crazy game. Back and forth. Justin Fields does it again. An excellent game. Another 50 in fantasy. He's just... I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback that started the year in fantasy so far down waivers that even if every quarterback got hurt, I don't think he would have been picked up in the first couple weeks of fantasy. (laughs) Now, if you don't have him on your team, you're screwed because he's right now the best... Quarterback in fantasy football, which is unbelievable um, that we're talking about Justin Fields doing that. Justin Fields, th- this is what I'll say: Justin Fields is showing me what Josh Allen showed me from year one to year two. We thought, remember year one, Josh Allen, we thought was a bust, and then he comes out year two and was unbelievable. Obviously, they're different quarterbacks. Justin Fields is is showing that kind of of you know development and and year one to year two how much better he is from going from this guy might not be an NFL quarterback to. This guy is right now one of the best up-and-coming NFL quarterbacks. I mean, he is playing out of his mind. Another 150-yard rushing performance. I mean, just, you know, he had the the 67-yard one where he broke, you know, one tackler, made one guy miss, and he was gone. I mean, just unbelievable speed there. Um, and he's getting his guy Cole Komet involved. That's five touchdowns in three weeks. Another one, if you're going to the waivers, you're picking up Komet, you know Fields is somehow still there. You're picking up Fields, uh, but you know he's finding Hold him.
1: Can, can, can I just can I just put some cold water on the? There's oh no my God, Justin way Fields is the that greatest. You're quarterback still there. on this? Yes, I am. Okay, first of all, the Chicago Bears have lost three in a row, right? And yeah. so yeah, Fields you're not winning games. Greece. This team sucks. I, We're not talking okay, about fine. the team. Okay, but Justin Fields went 12 of 20 for 167 yards against a horrific. Detroit defense and threw a pick six to lose the game right there is a point like I get it the numbers are flashy because he's running like Lamar right now but as soon as teams figure out hey get a spy stack the box and let Justin Fields beat us just particularly with his arm I think this guy is is an average you know quarterback and a beyond beyond above average athlete The, the guy is electric he is phenomenal with his legs this guy still has not proven to me that he is an elite quarterback. And I'm sick and tired of listening to all this shit about he's the greatest fantasy player in the world because he's had three good weeks against two crappy teams and he's run for a million yards.
0: I, I, I choose to look at it the completely opposite way. I, I see that what he's doing with his legs is just the beginning. He's gonna get it with his arms. They're gonna get weapons for him. They're gonna get an offensive line. The only thing I didn't like from Justin Fields was, and, and you can't really blame him for it, well first, the pick 6 was bad obviously but take right. away the pick 6 after the pick 6 he ran for a 67 yard touchdown so he got it back what i don't like that justin fields is doing is he, he's he's trying to do too much sometimes he's i think it's it's mm-hmm. he's getting a little overconfident with with his running ability so but you can't blame him because he drops back and there's no pocket it's just a it's just five guys running around it's it's ridiculous honestly i, I i've truly never I'm seen it's Week in and week out, he just doesn't have a pocket to throw in. So he's always scrambling around, but he was doing it a couple times where he was running around, thinking he's Patrick Mahomes, you know, running in circles, and then he gets sacked Mm -hmm. or he throws that pick six. So he's got to learn that. He's got to learn when, uh, you know, a a three-step drop back is is something that's necessary and he needs to throw the ball. Uh, But he's going to get that with experience. But just what he's doing right now with this team, this Bears team, we did not expect to have over – three wins this year they're gonna have over three wins they're gonna win a couple more games this year and it's just strictly to Justin Fields there's no one on this team except maybe Cole commit right now that is playing really good football that that we consider to be very good I mean Montgomery is pretty awful right now they don't have a running game with Herbert even uh, Mooney still is is just not there you know this year so they he has no help or on the, in the entire team the defense is horrific uh, he has no no help all around. He's just doing this basically by himself. I think it's impressive. Uh, okay. But, but the,
1: can, can we at we're least, talking about the Bears in a losing
0: least, game, the Lions. Fine.
1: Can we win. at least temper all the crap I'm hearing on ESPN about, you know, Justin Fields should be in the MVP but conversation? Is he the best
0: quarterback in the world? No. Is he the MVP? No. no. But in terms okay. of his draft class and the young quarterbacks in the NFL, sure. he's, he's one of the best. He's on top. I got it. He's one of the best. Move so I, I think that's all you on. say. We'll see what the Bears can do in the next couple of years. It's just good a... Good win by the
1: Lions coming back. But the good. Lions, they win.
0: You know, Amon St. Brown, 10 for 119. Um, it's good to see him in there. When when he's in there healthy, he got hurt again at the end. I don't know if it was serious. But when he's in there healthy, Goff really has a connection with them. Um, and their their defense played good. Okuda with a pick six. Um, and they get to three and six. All right, let's move on. Did you on.
1: see that one... Hold on, before you go... Did you see the one goal line stance that uh, when? When Aiden Hutchinson ran across, yeah, he just, just oh my uh, god, I, man, that guy's a beast. I love he, that guy.
0: I he just him. body slammed uh, Montgomery yeah. there at the goal line. That's awesome. All right, Broncos Titans. Uh, this game actually was on. I'm gonna be honest, I I didn't really catch this one. Dude. It was I, I was on the Red Zone channel. It never really popped up there. Um, I I saw a lot of punts, which is fun. Uh, and, and the, that's the only all I highlight saw. was the
1: bo- was the flea flicker bomb to Westbrook Akina, you know, that went for a touchdown. Other than okay. that, this game was as boring as boring can be.
0: Yeah, good job from Westbrook Akina. I would probably not recommend doing anything with fantasy on that, but the Titans get to 6 yeah. and 3 and beat a pretty
1: bad Broncos Wait, team. Just one one stat from our statistician Brian that uh, I thought was really cool. <laughs> if the Broncos had scored 18 points in every game this year, 18. Yeah. They'd be 8 and 1.
0: It's pretty crazy. They have They're they're the new Lions from the beginning of the year. They have the most, or or on defense, they pretty much have the best defense in the league right now in points given up per game. Uh, But they have the worst offense in points scored. And that is just, you know, pretty unfortunate for the Broncos there. All right, Jaguars, Chiefs. uh, Jaguars made this, I think, interesting in terms that they kept it competitive, that they they were able to go down and score a couple of times, but the Chiefs really dominated this one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Another three hundred yard, four touchdown games. To feel like he has those every week this year. Uh, Kelsey with one, Scanlon with one. Even Tony got involved with one. I was playing Tony in two leagues. I was like, hey, how is this possible? I'm playing him in two leagues, and he's and, and he's starting. You know, they started him in two leagues, and he scores a touchdown. So he got really everyone involved. Um, Pacheco continues to be the new number one back, and the Chiefs just continue to roll. It looks like they're pretty much gonna roll to that number one seed. The way that the Bills are playing right now in that division. The Chiefs, 100%. look at their schedule. They got the Chargers next week. Um, you know, Rams are playing bats You know, they had Cincy. Then they had Denver-Houston. Two Denver games, Vegas at the end. The, I they're think they're going to roll the to the number one yeah. seed. Uh, they just are playing really good
1: football. All right,
0: Dolphins-Browns. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing uh, hey,
1: give a little love to Christian Kirk, man. Nine yeah. for 105, two touchdowns. Come on, baby.
0: Good stuff from uh, from Christian Kirk. All right, Dolphins-Browns, 39-17. And the this Dolphins-
1: team. Is starting to look real good. The, the Dolphins, And you want to talk about MVP, you got to have at least some serious consideration from my boy Tua.
0: 100%. It's not even a, a, a joke anymore. This, nope. this offense is so fun to watch. And it's really, I love to see you know, a team make moves in the offseason and it just be better than they could imagine. I think this is yep. better than the Dolphins imagined their offense mm-hmm. would be. Uh, the move for Jeff Wilson is turning out to be great Mostert's still getting carries, and he, he probably had a great fantasy day. And then you have Jeff Wilson, who was the lead back with 17 for 120 and a touchdown. So you got to get Jeff Wilson in the lineup there. He's on waivers in a lot of leagues I saw. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy to me. They're just getting everybody involved. Waddle, 4 for 66. Tyreek Hill, uh, a, a lighter day, but still scored a touchdown there. So they're, what the Dolphins are doing right now is they're, they have some win, wins against good teams. They beat Buffalo. They beat... Baltimore. Um, you know, they they I guess Cleveland, I wouldn't consider them good, but they, you know, poured it on them. Um, but what they're doing is is they're just their offense is consistently showing out every week. They go to a bye now. Um, they got Houston after the bye. So this team's gonna continue to roll. Um, this team has seven wins too. that they could be in contention for the number one seed right now. I They're in you know, first they're, place right now right, right, in the East. They're, they're there with the, the Chiefs with seven wins. So you know they're they're playing really good right now. Tua for the MVP is not a joke. I mean he's has nine touchdowns and zero interceptions, almost a thousand yards in the last three games. He's just he's playing. He's
1: two eight. He's averaging 283, 18 yep. touchdowns, three interceptions, and seven and zero in games he has started and ended.
0: He is extremely accurate right now. He's in his groove, um, and he's just <laughs> not making mistakes. Accurate. Not making mistakes, which is really good to see from Tua. So dark horse MVP, um, kind of lurking there in Miami. I'm, I'm very happy for. All me. right, let's go Texans Giants. I uh, yeah. got this one wrong a little bit. Uh, went with that Texans upset. The Texans continue to make it look like they play every game close, even though this really wasn't. But ends up being a. <laughs> A one-score game, you know, you love Davis Mills getting 300 yards and a touchdown every every loss. Um, you know, the, the Giants have a simple formula of winning. Saquon Barkley and their defense playing good. It's what happened. 35 rushes to Saquon, 152 yards and a touchdown. The Texans might honestly have the worst rush defense ever. I mean, they just consistently give up huge days to, to running backs. Um, so, you know, when Saquon rushes for 152 and a touchdown and their defense, who's been playing really excellent, um, that's the formula for them winning. Uh, Daniel Jones right. isn't doing really anything.
1: No, and his touch, his touchdown to Darius Slayton was. It was I mean, come on, It man. was like eighty How yards of missed
0: tackles and yeah, and that's all runs. that was. So you know, th- this Giants team, yeah, they're you know seven and two. Sure, uh, this this but team's but their
1: schedule is so soft, this, man. It's this so team
0: easy. is going to end up probably being the fifth seed, uh, no. and they're going to be playing Tom Brady in the Bucks. And Tom Brady and the Bucs are going to go on the, or, or the Giants, I'm sorry, are going to go on the road to Tampa and they're going to get their ass kicked in the wild card game. So that's kind of what you're envisioning. I mean, good, good regular season for the Giants. It's good improvement, but this team just, you know, is, is too one-dimensional and they have a, a simple formula for winning. I want to see them play a, a good team. I don't know if that's going to happen soon. They have Detroit next. Uh, they got Dallas after that on Thanksgiving. So I'm excited for, for that game there.
1: All right. Well, they have the big NFC put. I mean, they still have to play right. Dallas, they still play the twice, Eagles. Philly twice. Yeah. You know? So
0: we'll we'll see when they get to the division. They haven't been too good in that. They also uh, have Minnesota game. and
1: Indianapolis. So I I don't know. Let's see if the Giants can actually finish on a strong
0: note. Yep. All right. Saints Steelers, another one I didn't quite get to. But, man, the T.J. Watt effect. T.J. Watt is it's, back. The Steelers ridiculous. win. Uh, he, ridiculous. he didn't even play that much. He didn't record a sack. Uh, but, you know, the, the Steelers get a win. Uh, look, I... I just these two teams just kind of they're they're just there. Uh, it's it's not much <laughs> to say. They just fill space. They're just there. Like <laughs> Kenny Pickett is. Uh, I, I hate to say it. He's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I, I you know I, I not don't
1: accurate at all. I don't
0: love judging. You know the first quarterbacks in, in situations that are bad. I, I I really believe that he could be something, but and he's been bad. Like really bad. He's not accurate at all. Is just not making the plays there. Najee Harris actually gets 200 yards for the first time in a while. But
1: but Najee Harris didn't have a catch. I didn't have. A he catch. had 20 rushes for 99 yards, and he had one target out of the backfield.
0: Yep. And uh, yeah, and I guess T.J. Watt is the good luck charm, um, and they so. get the Steelers back on the winning track there. All right, the four o'clock games: Colts Raiders, 25 to 20. Jeff Saturday Ugh. gets a win I'm in his you. first game. You were right. The, the strategy
1: works. Why'd I go against
0: my own strategy? It works every time the Colts 25 to 20 puts the Raiders season if it already wasn't to a rest uh, two and seven they sit now and what might be the most disappointing season of all time.. Uh, yep. The Colts, uh, I guess keep their season alive four, five and one. Matt Ryan oh, back yeah. in the lineup, played fine. Jonathan Taylor, thank the Lord. Got me a, fa- a fantasy win single-handedly because I needed a big day for me as his best game by far of the season 22 rushes under 47 yards and a touchdown um, Great stuff to see him there. He looked like himself, you know had a 70 yard touchdown um, That that really, you know helped boost those stats and the, the Colts man. They you know, they get back on track I like seeing Matt Ryan in there. I like them not just giving their season away with Ellinger there uh, gives them a chance here um, to to do something down the stretch or the last half of the season,
1: so was really happy to see Matt Ryan in there. The Sam Ellinger experience had to end, yeah. and I mean, if Matt Ryan is healthy, why the hell would you not play Matt Ryan to be competitive? Yeah. And then secondly, you better start looking at Paris Campbell. This is his third good fantasy mm-hmm. week in the last five. You know where he's he's put up touchdowns and and significant catches and yards. So little little uh, spoiler out there. Paris Campbell might be somebody you want to pick up.
0: Yeah, definitely someone that, that you want to look at at waivers cuz Pittman's just not having the year that we thought he would nope. this year. He's he's really not um and, and you're looking at Campbell there and then Taylor if he can keep it up, you're looking at you know uh, a a guy that has been, you know, really underperforming, but you know and when, when playoff season coming around for fantasy, you look at the games ahead. They got Philly ahead, they got Pittsburgh. Um you look at, you know, Minnesota there. We talked about their defense, so you know, there 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 could be some good games ahead for for John, Jonathan Taylor fantasy owners there. Uh, so look out for that. Uh, Cardinals-Rams, twenty seven seventeen. Cardinals in the battle of the backup quarterbacks. Uh, I was the only one to go with Arizona. So I was two games where I was the only one to pick uh, the team uh, I ended the up thing with. That
1: kept you in, it's the only thing that kept you in it this week, yep. buddy.
0: I went with the Cardinals this week because I really officially saw the, the, the Rams kind of just die last week with the, the Brady last minute drive. Um, I really thought that there, that was their season there, and now their season is pretty much officially done. Colt McCoy, man, Colt McCoy came in, he, he, he could arguably say he played better than Kyler Murray's played this season. Came yeah. in, two uh, two 238 and a touchdown, uh, got it to Hopkins, 10 for 98, Rondell Moore, 9 for 94. Even with Ertz going out, they were able to get those guys involved. Uh, James Conner is back healthy. Um, 21 rushes, 69 yards, and two touchdowns also was involved in the passing game, so you know, maybe the Cardinals uh, can rest Kyler Murray a little more if his injury is a little more serious because they're winning
1: with well, Coleman. Ertz, Ertz is done for the season. Do you see? Yeah, that?
0: done, done for a while, um, if not the season. Yeah. So big loss at at tight end there. It was the number three tight end in fantasy this year. So and then, gotta and find out did you how to see replace see Also,
1: him. after the game, the Cardinals released Eno Benjamin. Yeah, I, I thought and, that was a really a surprise move. I, he played pretty well in Connor's bat. You know, when Connor was yeah. hurt, I'm like to just. Drop them! I'm like, wow. Yeah, pretty. like I know, you know Connor came back and scored two touchdowns, but man, don't you need depth?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess not. I guess Connor is back to being you know pretty healthy there. Um, and for the Rams, Wolford comes in, and then you know was oh. was whatever. And then um, or Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup goes three for negative one. I mean, that's that's not Cooper Cup. Where's the you know ten for one fourteen in, in a touchdown? But. Uh, he gets hurt there with an ankle injury. He'll be out a couple of weeks. So you know, take away that, and what this team is, this team is is done in the done. water. So uh, the Rams with with might what might be the worst Super Bowl hangover season in, that we've seen in a long time. So Cardinals, it's going to last. get to Cardinals get to four and six. Keep their I guess their season alive there. Us, uh, we'll get to the uh, Cowboy game last. We'll go to or we'll get them after the Sunday night game. Uh, 49ers. 22-16 over the Chargers uh this game was was pretty good um pretty good Sunday night game I thought that the 49ers offense continues to show that man this is just just dangerous I this is really dangerous you know they they McCaffrey wasn't even the lead back they went back to Elijah Mitchell uh, with him healthy 18 for 89 so he's still you know a good running back there McCaffrey gets 14 rushes gets the touchdown um, there gets the you know, the the catches through the air four for 40 IU continues to be that guy that is You know majority involved at wide receiver six for 84. They're just doing a bunch of different things Garoppolo is just serviceable and He's just getting it to the skilled players and letting them do their thing um, Which is just really good to see from the 49ers and the Chargers. It's just the same story They're just missing guys right now. I mean Herbert yep. is He's not playing bad. He's just not playing up to justin herbert and i think that's you know the problem is he's he's held to a higher standard because of who he is and he's just not playing what we've seen you know the past couple of years of justin herbert but he's missing keenan Allen, and he's missing williams he just doesn't have a lot to work with especially when eckler you know can't get anything done on the run game and he's ha- having to drop back you know still 35 times with those weapons not available it's just kind of hard for him um and and the, you know they fall to you know five and four it, it doesn't seem like their season is over you know it just doesn't seem like this team's going anywhere they have kansas city next week on sunday night um i they 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 need guys back now they they need need keenan back allen back now i'm like keenan allen's been out 11 weeks now or 10 weeks with with a hamstring injury he's got to play if he's healthy next week mike williams should be back in the next couple weeks they need him back sooner than later or else this team is going to keep dropping games and you know this team is better. It's weird. Than that. I keep
1: seeing that they're they're above 500, and I don't know how. Yeah, it is crazy. And, and this they had every chance to win this game. I mean, they actually played better in the first half than the 49ers did. I thought they were controlling them completely. In the second half, they had their chances too, and they just kept falling short. And you know, San Fran. People are so high on San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo threw 240 with zero touchdowns. Kittle had one catch. Debo Samuel's been the biggest disappointment in fantasy football this whole year. The guy had like four point five, six points on, on Sunday. I don't think he scored over ten points this season. Like it's just and of course he's on my team. Like just a complete disappointment. And overall, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of good guys, but it's 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 not a team that like has the most dominant offense. No, it's this is the it's not okay.
0: dominant, and that's what it's kind of different. It's not a dominant offense. It's not the Vikings. No. It's not the 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 Dolphins. It's just an offense that has a bunch of has a bunch of really good players. They're they're allowed to do a bunch of different things, and I think they do whatever it takes just to win the game. It's not like this overpowering sure. offense. It's just really no. skillful. They can do a lot of different things. To,
1: here's the crazy. Th- th- these stats keep getting crazier and crazier. So Brian sent me a stat this morning that I just like rolled my head. Do you know that Jimmy Garoppolo is now ten and two as a starter when throwing no touchdown passes?
0: <laughs> That's insane. I mean, it's it, it is it's pretty incredible that that you know the the le- the less that he does as a quarterback, the better they the, do. The better they do. So I mean, I I don't know what you make of that. They're they're winning games. I don't games. Know what you make of that either. So, he has, you know. he's
1: just a good luck charm. That's all he is. He's the fucking U- he's the leprechaun from from frost. No, what the hell is it? Lucky charms.
0: Yep. Good good, uh, good stuff from Garoppolo there. 22-16 to 16 win. The 49ers, 5-4, and four, they're, cre- they're creeping up on the, the Seahawks there. It's probably going to be them, up. too, for the, the NFC West. All right, now we can get to oh. that Cowboy game. Okay. Cowboys, Hold on. I might Packers. <laughs> yeah, take a sip of water. I'm just going to let you go first because I don't even – I'm trying to still think of what to say okay. about the game. 31-28 win in overtime. The Packers come back from a 14-point deficit in the fourth and then get – the overtime I, win. Uh, I got a you million. I got. A, I got a
1: million issues. Okay. Number one, this team—if they don't stop killing themselves, it's going to kill me. <laughs> like the penalties that this team gets at the most inopportune times. I mean, the holding calls on our final drive. The. Yeah, I mean, two Tony Pollard first downs taken back by holding calls. One was terrible. One was just a ba- I think a bad call by the refs. One was a terrible play by the by us. Uh, just inopportune penalties, inopportune turnovers. Like I'm sorry, that one that Dak threw in the end zone was oh man. I know that the the wide receivers ran the wrong routes and stuff, but yeah, you just you're playing with fire throwing in the middle of the field when you have. Yeah, well, unless somebody's wide open, you know, I, I just, it's driving me crazy. This team, with everything that we were doing wrong, was completely dominating until fourth and seven. We have Green Bay pinned down and we're going to kill them. Like, it's, it's like we're ready to just put the foot on the throat. And they throw this bomb to Christian Watson and Anthony Brown completely gets just toasted toasted and then to make matters worse on the play he gets a concussion like that's just the crap that like drives me nuts this secondary is playing awful the last two weeks like as good as our pass rush is we are terrible against the run and teams are starting to learn that you know what we can't drop back 30 times because then Micah Parsons and Dorrance Armstrong and everybody else is going to come and and destroy us but if we run 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 and play action and we keep Micah Parsons off the ball because he plays off the ball and when it's definitive rundowns this Dallas defense is completely different and then when we bring people in and go one-on-one on the outside these cornerbacks get toasted every time so it's just brutal absolutely brutal it's pissing me off this game should have been won 15 times and the fact that we not only lost this game that we should have won but also that we gave Green Bay life in the NFC is makes me even more absolutely pissed off.
0: Yeah, I, I don't even feel like getting into individual stats or individual moments of the game. It, I'll just repeat what I said. You're up 14 points in the fourth quarter in, in an NFL game. You do whatever it takes to just win. I mean, you you have to win that game. Uh, it, it it just really pisses me off that that you're up 14 in a game that you're really dictating and, and you've made mistakes in the game. You made mistakes. The only two touchdowns they have are off of turnovers. You're you're, you're the, the defense. This is the, the thing about the defense. When I look at, at this defense and whatever, or I just look at defense in general, it's about points you give up. If you give up yards, if you give up, you know, good drives and then they stall out and they kick field goals, you're playing good defense in my eyes. You right. know, if right. this defense, the, the 14 points they give up in the first three quarters were because of the offense. So technically, they didn't give up a single drive that the Packers went down and scored off of, off of just, you know, a drive of their own. So I personally thought, that the up until that fourth quarter that the defense was playing fine and you know obviously we couldn't tackle aaron jones to save our lives but aaron jones is a damn good running back is having a great year um but you know i i just i cannot believe 14 points in the fourth quarter and and you end up giving that up um and and giving up two touchdowns the defense that's been so strong and you couldn't get one stop that that's where i look at the defense is the fourth quarter that they couldn't get a stop on on two drives to end the game right really pisses me off and then obviously in the overtime you know cd lamb gets pass interfered with um and and they didn't call it and obviously leads to uh that that turnover on downs and the packers go down and kick uh the field and, goal and on. i didn't
1: have a problem with us not kicking or going no, i didn't the either yard. I, I had no problem with going on fourth down but you got to execute you got to have a better play you know like i this should have been a quick hit kind of play i i just you know something with a little bit of uh You know a rub or you know some kind of pick play like you can't just sit there you know drop back know that they're going to pass have the pass rush come and then hope somebody gets open like like that's the part about Kellen Moore that drives me nuts is there are sometimes where he calls a great game and sometimes where I'm like what the fuck are you doing and yesterday or Sunday night was or Sunday afternoon was that day (laughs) I was like I kept second guessing like what are you trying to do Kellen I don't get the calls I really don't it's uh, um, yep. like I said, I'm still fired up. I'm this one's going to sit bad with me until we beat Minnesota because I I'm just ugh. Yeah, it's this, it's this really was a lost opportunity.
0: It's really bad as well because you look at the two big losses for the Cowboys this year are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers, who are the two guys that own the Cowboys, don't lose to the Cowboys, yeah, and have ended Brady their season life. in uh-huh. every year that they've been good. It's Brady and Rogers. You know, the Cowboys this year, were we were looking at a, you know, a culture change, a, a, a season that things were different. It's this, it's just ending up being the same thing, you know, losing to Green Bay, losing to Tampa, can't beat, you know, even in their worst years, Aaron Rodgers' worst year probably in the NFL, Brady's worst year in the NFL in terms of what he's been doing so far this season, and still two losses to them. It's just deflating, you know, and, you know, you, you take on Minnesota next week. I don't know how this team's even favored,
1: right. Thank God! Thank God we own Kirk Cousins, so maybe yeah.
0: that's a. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe that's a plus, and maybe it'll flip back on our side. But I don't know how we're favored against Minnesota. My unbiased pick, I don't think they're going to beat Minnesota. It, just straight off the bat, I mean, I'm I'm open. I think it's going to be a good game, but the, what what I've seen from Minnesota, I I think you know this this Minnesota team's for real, and and at home, you know, I know this defense is pretty good, um, and and they're going to have to play a hell of a game to to win that. Yeah, I think so.
1: I, you know, part of it is. The Cowboys do not play well in cold weather, so this will be indoors. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that helps us. I think that our offense can can really score on this Minnesota defense. It's it's all going to come down to the Minnesota offense versus our defense. Yep. Can they score more? That's mm-hmm. where this this matchup comes down to because there's no doubt both these offenses are going to score on the other person's defense. Just who's going to come up with the big plays? Uh, I, I'm actually hoping Zeke comes back. I think the Cowboys need. The combination of the ground and pound, you know, thunder and lightning mm-hmm. sort of mix. I, we got to get back to controlling the ball. We got to get back to scoring touchdowns instead of field goals. Like, I mean, I'll give Dak a little credit that he was able to shake off the two, you know, uh, interceptions and still come back and throw three touchdowns. But my God, this defense, man, they better figure it out. Dan Quinn, you better figure it out. But it, it didn't look right. Look, the
0: Dak I thought played really well after the the two interceptions. I thought it was on the defense in the fourth quarter that they couldn't get a stop. So uh, we'll move on from that, but a stinging loss uh, for the Cowboys there. But it was relieved. It was relieved a little
1: bit Monday
0: night. A little little bit. bit. Uh, Commanders with a big win there 32 21, ending the Eagles' undefeated season. Uh, The Commanders, man, they they look pretty good right now. You know, Taylor Heineke. Uh, hopefully Carson Wentz doesn't see the field for the rest of the year because there's no reason for him to. Uh, Heineke is just a winner. He, he's like Garoppolo. Like, did Heineke play good in this game? No, didn't play good. But they, <laughs> they under fifty
1: percent throwing, no touchdowns, and one terrible interception. They, they win.
0: They just win with Taylor Heineke. He isn't. He's not playing good, but he's a winner. He does. He, he it's the plays. It's the little plays. You know. He he's not doesn't have the best arm you know he's but he 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 gets out of the pocket he makes you know critical plays and he had a dot to mclaurin down the sideline, which was a big play at eight for 128 you know that that's his favorite target um and obviously the running game helps with brian robinson and gibson going over 120 yards there together and and uh two touchdowns so you know the commanders you know look at them five and five they're they're well into this uh into this uh playoff conversation in the nfc now
1: do you know who won this game for the Commanders, honestly? Yeah. Joey Sly. Yeah. My God. That guy's leg. I mean, first of all, you know he kicked four field goals, but the one at the half, the 58-yarder, was just unreal. The fact that they were able to get into field goal position and then him to kick that 58 was a massive builder of confidence for this team. Yeah. And then to go back and kick that 55-yarder to go up by five, so it forced Philly to have to score a touchdown at the end of the game, was huge because I think they would have easily gotten in a field goal range. So those two kicks, those two 55-plus-yard kicks were massive in this game.
0: Yeah, and they dominated the time of possession, 40 minutes to 20. Dominated. Um, and wh- how did they do how that? How about the
1: amount of plays? The amount of plays, how, 81 to 47. How did
0: they do that? They stopped the run. The Eagles didn't run the ball. hurt six rushes for 28 yards. Sanders, 12 for 54. The Eagles, you force hurts to throw, you know, you, you just have to do it. It's what the Cowboys did. They they came up short. Um and the, the Washington Commanders defense is is really playing well as a late and they still don't have Chase Young back. So that's gonna be scary when he comes back there. But the Eagles finally so, go down. Um those I those two I, things.
1: You know, Washington was running the ball at a three yard average, right? But just enough, you know, three three and a little pass to get a first down. And, I mean, they had two drives in the first quarter, or in the first half, that both went over 16 plays in over eight minutes. So, I believe in the first half, if I'm not mistaken, I think Washington ran 51 plays till uh, Philadelphia's 16. Like, you keep the ball out of the offense's hands, and you can beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, it was the perfect recipe. I I, You know, for, for all the shit we give Ron Rivera, you know, this was a really good game plan. Like, just... Ground and pound the damn
0: football. Yep. Ground and pound and then, you know, stop the run there. So, you know, Washington gets back into playoff conversation with five wins. The Eagles drop to eight and one. They still are, I guess for yeah, first place since they beat the Vikings. Mm-hmm. They have that tiebreaker. So, you know, nothing alarming about the Eagles. I'm not gonna sit here and say that this team is no, you know a no. joke, but, but-
1: but but they are beatable. I no, think that's beat- the, I, that's, no, but that's, I think that's the biggest that thing about biggest this. Okay, yeah. is that a five and a four and five team went into Philly and beat them. Mm-hmm. That gives the, it changes the whole narrative of the allure of hey this team's going to go seventeen zero. They're the greatest team in the world. Nobody can beat them. To everybody's going to think they can beat them now, and yeah. I, that does change things.
0: No, I think it does as well. Um, I think you saw Hertz kind of go go back to reality and show the quarterback he is. He didn't have a bad game, but. When the pressure is put on him to throw the ball down in a game, uh, I, I, I don't think that he's going to do it all that time. I don't think that right. that he is that type of quarterback. So, you know, the you, you get in front and the Commanders did that. They got a lead at half. I think it changed the whole, you know, dynamic of the game and maybe changed the season for the Eagles. So, big win Let's hope. from the, uh, the Commanders there. We will get to Week 11 next week. We talked about that Cowboys-Vikings matchup there. A couple of good... Matchups uh, across the league. That Sunday night game, Chiefs-Chargers should be good as well. Wait, have,
1: you ever, have you ever seen two weeks in a row where a team is on Sunday night football? I
0: don't think I have. I just realized it's that. Crazy. Chargers, two weeks in a row. Um, but I guess Herbert has that effect, and hopefully so. um, Keenan Allen is back, but I just know that that is uh, expectations that I'm holding that are just not going to happen. So uh, <laughs> I will, I'll believe it when I see Keenan Allen back in my fantasy lineup. All right, we'll see everybody on Friday when we get to week 11.